Hello, hello, hello. I think I always start this podcast that way. I haven't noticed. I don't really have many um many go-to introductions. But um, thanks for tuning in again. Before I go any further, please rate my podcast. Even better than sharing it, rating it is really the best way to get it out there. So please do that. And I appreciate you. Let's get on with the show. Now, today's podcast is a bit of a random one in the sense that it doesn't really go with my general, well, the kind of things I've been talking about so far. I know I've tried to make it not too political, my podcast, but I can't help it. I'm just a political nut. So here I am, you know, eight or nine episodes in. Well, I did smaller episodes as well, more like news brief kind of things. And I've been um, talking about politics all the time. So today I really wanted to, not really wanted to mix it up, but this kind of has been on my mind and I wasn't really sure if there was enough content there to make it into an actual podcast, but then I guess if it's kind of short, maybe that's good because then more people want to listen because <laughs> sometimes I do tend to get a bit carried away with these things and release something that's like ridiculously long and a lot of people just don't have time for that. But I mean, my solid fans do, and my sister, she always listens to my podcast, so I appreciate you, Sandra, if you're out there listening right now so what i wanted to talk about today was i watch a lot of history channel or not just such the history channel but history channel animal planet um discovery channel nat geo all that kind of stuff and i've been watching a lot of um stuff about ancient civilizations so there's civilizations that are like thousands of years old and like the olmecs the mayans the egyptians and the interesting thing about these um, civilizations is that they're civilizations that were much older than them that we don't even know about because people only started writing, I think, around the time of the Egyptians. So we do sometimes find stuff left behind by older civilizations, but much of how they actually lived, we will just never know because it's just been lost with history or, you know, the fossils are too badly degraded and things like that, which is kind of curious because... Somehow animal bones managed to last like a, like a ridiculously long time, like dinosaur bones and stuff like that. But we can't really find human bones, even though dinosaurs are much, much older than we are. We're only like 200,000 years old. I think that's how old our species is compared to dinosaurs, which are like 50 plus, 60 plus million years old. And somehow we can find basically all the bones to, you know, make a specimen. But we can't find enough enough bones of humans that lived, you know. 200,000 or so years ago I mean that's because we can't find some but we don't really understand enough about how their society was arranged the kind of anthropological oh I'm surprised I said that in one in one go you know nature of their civilization so I think that's really interested me to see how these people lived and I think what I'm really impressed by is how similar our societies are I know in a kind of liberal way people tend to think you know societies and evolving and improving and getting better and but when you actually look at the, the the core structure of our societies of course we have like technological stuff now but i mean for their time they had a lot of technological advances as well i mean they built stuff that i don't even we couldn't even imagine especially for their time you know all the stuff we build now they built buildings that are just as tall as you know not not as tall as our tallest buildings but very very tall and they didn't have any cranes or anything like that so it was kind of, you know, incredible to see how they did it. But when you, took, when you look at the social structure, which is really what I was also interested in, 
what you notice is not much has changed. The hierarchical nature of the society, the idea that you always had the upper class, you know, that lived in all the glory and wealth and everything, and then you had the vast majority of the people as the underclass, that, that kind of intrigued me that even in these ancient civilizations, these sort of, you know, structures existed. I think from a leftist point of view, we always try and look at like indigenous societies and look at them and say, you know, we can learn a lot from them in terms of how they lived and you know, the kind of minimalist way to look after the environment, stuff like that. But socially, there's not really much we can say about it. I mean, I, I guess this is not true for every old civilization. Even now, some civilizations are more equal than others in their beliefs. And, um, you know, there's definitely not a uniform approach when it comes to these things. But I think I was looking at the class aspect. There wasn't really any more of a sex analysis in terms of how this differed between the sexes. Because this one was about the omics. Which are 5,000 years old. So as you can tell. There wasn't really much that could tell us about. How they lived. But then it got me thinking. You know our civilizations have kind of evolved. In a sense that. You know we you know we develop technology. We're smarter now. We, Even if we're not necessarily smarter. We just do things differently. You know, so some things that we used to do before. We just don't find it acceptable anymore kind of and it doesn't really mean it's necessarily a good or a bad thing it's just sometimes it's just a thing like for example we used to have human sacrifices i guess that's a good thing we don't have those anymore but there are other types of you know differences that are not exactly i mean some of the differences just make us more efficient for example like the industrial revolution would humans have survived without the industrial revolution of course we would have i mean that probably would have been better because we wouldn't be destroying our planet right now but if we didn't have that, we'd still, you know, we'd still be content, we'd still live. But I guess these are the kind of, I guess, people from like five, maybe five, ten thousand years from now, they will have access to all this information, but if we survive that long anyway. Because of course, we um we record a lot of stuff nowadays, so it's going to be much more transferable. But it got me thinking about animals. So I was wondering, I was asking the question, do animals have civilizations? So in the same way we, you know, we used to do something a different way, now we do it. We used to do something, yeah, now we do it another way. Do animals do that too? So, for example, we right, I don't know, discovered that some land is better to farm on than others. We discovered... Now my mind's gone blank. We discovered, you know, to live in houses that are, how to live in houses that are warmer, how to get around using cars. We used to use horses before. Cars are more efficient. They can go much faster they don't require so much food they don't shit in the streets stuff like that so it got me thinking do animals do the same things because when you think about it animals are more or less not not more or less they are the same as us obviously there's not one animal that does exactly the same thing we do that's not how it works different animals have different similar characteristics to us but when you look generally generally if you take for example lions lions they you know have complex social interactions they have families they can feel pain and pleasure just the we do they get hungry they get tired they play they have fun they're sad so it got me thinking now for example when we look at lions we look at a pride of lions and what we see is the kind of structure of you know two or three males and then 11 to 12 females something like that and then they have you know a bunch of kids and that kind of stuff what if it wasn't always like that you know what if Lions used to arrange their society the way we arrange our society now, which is kind of, 
in more of a monogamous way. I was watching, I think what kind of got me thinking about this even more was that in um, these documentaries, what happens is when a, a male lion takes over a pride, he often kills like offspring from the from the previous males, from the previous leaders of the pride. And I know humans kind of look at that kind of, you know, our instinctive reaction is, oh, that's kind of barbaric. That's kind of, you know, they just, you know, they're just kids. What's they, what they got to do with it? But then I was watching a documentary about the Mongolians and Genghis Khan, who said to have fathered like an incredible amount of people, children. And apparently they used to do that too back in those days. And this wasn't even that old. This was, Genghis Khan was living in what, 11, I think it was the 12th century or something like that. And they used to very much do the same thing. They would basically, they have a harem of females. When they, you know, conquered a, a village or something like that, they'd kill all the offspring of the previous one, of the previous, um, what do you call it, of the previous leader, and then they would have their own. That's very interesting. Now, of, of course, the interesting thing about animals is that they, when that happens, the, the, that actually forces the um the females in in lions to go into ovulation that doesn't i don't think that quite happens in humans but i guess we haven't studied <laughs> we haven't studied the effects enough because we don't really do that as humans but oh my god the winds but i just got me wondering if you know there was something to look at there and again i think the larger point is that the similarities between the things they do that we think is so crazy and ridiculous and the things we do and I think if we realise that animals have such incredible, you know, civilizations, I think that would mean a lot for us in terms of what we can learn from them. Potentially about how they used to live or how they used to be. And I think it can help, help us appreciate animals even more and just nature generally. Because if we understand them as that similar to us and something we should really want to learn about, I think... I don't know, I'm becoming more of a, more of a animal rights activist, in, if I can call myself that. I've tried to wean myself of eating animals. Because the more I think about it, I really do think it's kind of quite barbaric. I don't know if it damages our, our society in like a psychological way. I don't know if I can prove that. But I just think something seems incredibly wrong to me if we can... No, for a fact, I'm guessing a lot of people don't know, a lot of people disagree with this, like religious people. They don't genuinely believe that animals are the same as us. But I mean, they just been they just been ignorant. Most animals are the same as us. I mean, if they, even if they're not, that doesn't really make a difference. Because that would be like saying, if a human being has no emotion, or if a human being is not as smart as me, then I can do whatever I want to them. That's not how life works. So that's what a lot of people say, like, well, well, animals can't, you know, do this. They can't think. They can't... Babies don't think very well. Should we start eating them? You know, so it's not a very coherent argument. I think the only, it just seems like the only reason we eat them is because they seem quite distinct to us. But of course, we've even grown away from eating all animals. In some countries, like ours, we don't really... We don't eat dogs. I'm pretty sure it's probably illegal to do that. We don't eat cats. We don't eat rats for weird reasons. So we already have that anyway. Obviously, the bias is there. Like some animals we're allowed to eat and some animals we're not. So when we go to, I don't know, I think there was a story. I think it was in 2017 or 2018 when the Winter Olympics happened. And this American skater or something, 
she went to find out um she went to just going out in um South Korea and then she found out that they eat dogs there and she was tweeting about uh, outrage and how disgusting it is and stuff and everyone had to remind her that we eat cows here. Hindus feel cows are sacred. So let's not, you know, get on our moral eye horse here. So I think it just seems odd that we can do that for dogs, but not, not for, yeah, but for not cows in the West. And it starts to get a bit random. They actually say, like, a lot of climate change or global warming is caused by the farming of animals. A lot of methane, a lot of um, greenhouse gases are emitted. So when you look at it from an ecological perspective as well, it's actually quite damaging. But I'm more interested in the in the sociological part. I don't think I have a particular reason why I'm interested. I think it's just more because I'm very curious about it. And I know like a lot of people haven't really thought about it in that way, but I think it would just be fascinating to actually think about the the repercussions if that's the way that that stuff actually plays out. So that was just what I thought, you know, I'd leave with you guys. I'm going to be making a longer podcast. If I hear you groan, stop it. On more relevant stuff. There was just a democratic debate that has happened. So I might get into that a little bit. But I, do, I do like to give people an update. I know a lot of people don't really follow it like that. Especially in the UK. How it's going, etc, etc. So um, I'll do that very soon. And um, I hope you guys have a good weekend. The rest of the week. Thank mm-hmm. you.